0: Robin. Shit! Yeah, I look good and I feel good. I feel good, too, apart from the recent bouts of explosive diarrhea. Oh, you've been having diarrhea? Oh, God, all over the place. Really? You know what that is? That's probably your body flushing out all the toxins. You think so? I do think so, yeah, yeah. I, on the other hand, have not taken a shit in days. Days? Days. That doesn't sound good. Oh, no, no it's good. My body's working at 100% efficiency, yeah. My body is absorbing every single nutrient, and it's not wasting a single thing. Your body's taking its job very seriously. My body is doing its job like it's never done before. The moment we've been waiting for is here. All right, welcome back to the Bono's Fantasy Football Podcast. Week 7 in the books. Uh, we are halfway through the season. Seven games gone. Seven games remain in the regular season. That means the second half is here and it's time. You know, shit is real. Like, if you're going to make a move for the top, you're going to make a push for the playoffs... It's time to do that. Joining me to, to break it all down is the commissioner, Justin. Uh, we're both firmly in that group where, you know, have reason for optimism, you know, in a position right now to make the playoffs. Uh, I don't think you're quitting. I'm certainly not quitting. It's not quitting time, right? It's time to step up and, uh, you know, really make an explosive second half. You know, What are your thoughts going into the second half of the season here?
1: Uh, it's really funny because obviously I've had some like down weeks, but I don't think I've ever been so confident with like such like an underperforming team. I'm like, it's fine. And then every time I look, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm like in like sixth or seventh place right now. Like, that's not great. <laughs> um, But yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe I'll be able to pull it off. TJ Watt um, activated off of uh, IR today. So. That's he's gonna help me. He's gonna help me write the ship.
0: That's cool. Is he? Uh, is he projected to play this weekend? Or is uh, he no, going he's definitely
1: again? not gonna play this week. But um, you know, light at the end of the tunnel.
0: I mean that that's the other thing about the second half and fantasy football that that is true every year. You know, there are second half players. You know, player, it, we've we've had a slew of injuries over the past couple of weeks, and this week was another. Uh, devastating one for some of the teams. We'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, this is where the time where, you know, those opportunities come into play. Also, this is where, you know, rookies begin to step up, especially those uh, rookie wide receivers. So I'm just hoping my whole bench just starts exploding. Those rookies just, I I won't even know which one to start.
1: Uh, You already don't know which one to start. It's true. (laughs) But maybe in a less miserable way. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, but I definitely echo the same feelings like where, Uh, Yeah, I I think my team's in a little bit better position than yours, you know, just based on points scored, but still some, you know, question mark weeks where you're where it's like, man, no way showed up. What's going on here? I got huge holes at running back, but I would say I I feel more confident, like you were saying, in general, Um, it's fine. You know, it's okay. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just like already. You're accepting that maybe Ashley's going to run away with the division lead in that, that first round by and just really settling into, you know, can I get that that uh, that four seed, you know, that top wildcard spot? Um, yeah, I don't know. Overall feeling good, though.
1: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it does seem like Robert and uh, Ashley are kind of running away um, with their respective divisions. Um, Robert, a little bit more so. And then in your case, you at least have, um, you know, a good point total right now. I'm going to need a couple wins to break my way, but, um, you know, if they do, it should be easy to come out on top of um, all the, you know, four and three, three and four teams right now. Um, But, you know, the schedule is looming Uh, returning to this division and facing against you and Ashley and Eric, a team that's now looking kind of hot, is not very appetizing to me at all.
0: No. Yeah. It's a a scary thought, but you know, we're still in interdivisional play for a few more weeks um, so definitely a chance to, you know, to close it out to uh, to get some wins. You know, if you're feeling in a tougher division, or maybe you're just in a division with those teams that always seem to beat you no matter what, uh, you get to beat up on the other divisions for for a few weeks longer. Um, speaking up uh, of beating up on other divisions, a uh, shout out to the Sphincters division. Uh, they went zero and four this week, uh, playing you know uh, teams outside the division. Uh, always rough when you see that it's uh, I guess if you're if you're in sphincters, uh, you know it, it keeps the race tight, you know no one has clinched it quite yet, but at least like standings wise there wasn't any uh, movements um, so yeah, uh, good, bad, who can say?
1: Yeah, it, it is wild looking at all the divisions right now, um, especially Robert's division, you know, because I'm looking here, you know, obviously his team has favored from um, some good luck. The other three teams, I'd also have had pretty bad luck. Um, and I guess that's what's nice about the uh, the end of your schedule is it doesn't matter, uh, you know, how many unlucky teams there are because they're all going to play each other. And uh, yeah, somebody's going to have to win. Well, I say that I don't know. Maybe we'll see the first tie we've seen in a long time.
0: Yeah, um, you know, I was wondering, looking kind of at the the standings in general, getting that playoff picture with the wild card spots. Um, looking at our division, and you know, Eric had a big week, um, and, and it not that far out, you know, from first place in, in a, a, a butt above the rest. Um, You know, we I don't think we've ever had a a division. Well, no, it's only been two years since we've had the three divisions, but like a full division go to the playoffs. And I don't know if mathematically, it's got to be possible, you know, with interdivisional play that you could have like three wildcard spots and the division leader. Um, But that would require, you know, at least one division out there to basically just send their whoever wins the division, you know, to the playoffs and then like no one else makes it, which is always, you know, that's the the rough side of that coin. And yeah, you look at the Bakers kind of running away with that division. um, And yeah, that could be possible where they're the only playoff team out of that squad.
1: Yeah. I'm looking at the playoff odds right now. I don't, I would have to set up a manual thing to see everybody coming out of all the division, but I mean, it definitely seems possible. Eric's obviously the worst out of the bunch coming in at only 10%. Um, But you know, the rest of the division, I mean, I'm, I'm the next lowest at 45%, which is pretty robust right now. Uh, And then Ashley's obviously almost a lock at this point. And then you're sitting at 96%. So not impossible. And uh, you know who who knows how ESPN gets their playoff
0: projections? They got, they definitely got some other numbers. They have Eric sitting at forty seven percent, which I'm sure he'll he would love at this point. Um, wow. But yeah uh we'll break down you know more team stuff uh it is the mid-year you know pod uh we we didn't do any like sort of like special like it's the mid-year review we're gonna go over all the draft picks or you know justin's gonna pull some stats out of his ass uh but you know like we, we will take a look when we go through the power rankings kind of like where every team is situated um and how you know they're looking for that second half for that playoff push um, and I'd say as far as the power rankings go, I mean, it's definitely the time where, you know, you you might not like a team, you might think they're fake, you know, might be a word that you might say, uh, but then you got to look at that record and the record kind of speaks for itself. Uh, and, you know, as it, it, bad or as whatever you, you think that team looks like, they're putting up wins. That's the most important thing in fantasy. So got to take that into account.
1: Yep. And they're not easy to come by this year, apparently. No. Let's yeah. see Robert's team.
0: Yeah. Um, scoring is just insane. It feels like like watching football, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, it just like red zone, I think, is actually a really good um, view into how low scoring has been throughout the league because it's like, you know, there's some red zone weeks where it's just like, oh, and while we were, you know, zipping between these two touchdowns here, like three touchdowns we missed, you know, it's like, oh, this, all this action going on. Um, and they were showing like, You know, they're showing teams starting their drives at like the forty yard line. It's like really there's no one closer
1: at this point. That's actually a really good point that I hadn't really considered. Is yeah, I'd say like five or six years ago, yeah, red zone was just nonstop scoring. It was like, look at this guy score touchdown, look at this guy score a touchdown. And it really is, like you just said, it's mostly teams playing around midfield. It's like who is on the, you know, the opposing team side of the field. Like that's kind of driving the, the red zone schedule. But yeah, definitely a lot less exciting than it used to be.
0: They were showing a lot of Dak uh, at the beginning of the Cowboys game, uh, which I liked initially, um, but I, I thought it was weird there too because it's like you know they're not usually they are ones to show like a news story. You know they'll usually if, if like Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to start then he started, you know they'll go like show his first player or something and, and make a note about it and move on. But they were like kind of following that Cowboys game, you know, for the first quarter plus, uh, which seemed really weird um so yeah scoring's been down i will say i love seeing uh brady and rogers get beat i love that andrew dropped aaron Rodgers today i don't oh, know yeah. why i don't know why that it's just like end, love, end of an era man i uh i love i love football i love fantasy football i hate aaron Rodgers. <laughs> So it's, it's all glorious.
1: I mean, uh, what about your boy Russ? I mean, he's not doing great. And now we find out he only shits twice a week. I mean, maybe that <laughs> resonates with you, though, right? Because you only shit once a week on Mondays.
0: Uh, no, it's you know, it's it's mostly. It's I'd say it's like eighty percent on on Mondays. But you know, lately it's been a little bit spread out. I actually poop a lot on Sundays recently I don't know if fantasy has anything to do with that just uh, that's
1: not efficient according to Russell Wilson <laughs>
0: yeah I, I you know that's not a the interview that I, I fully watched I don't know if I want to get in there um, but I will say as a, as a Seahawks fan you know I love I still love Russ like he's he's a nerd and and all that kind of stuff he's he might not be a, a full like human being like if we're talking about like a soul and a brain intact, like, I, I don't know, but I still, I still appreciate it and love him, but it does feel very nice as a Seahawks fan to like be at this spot right now. Cause uh, when we traded Russ, I was like, no, I was like, I already, ro- I already root for the angels, which are like a go nowhere team uh, destined for nothing for all of eternity. It's like, I don't need the Seahawks to turn into that, <clears throat> but uh, Pete Carroll is a genius. And Gino Smith is like, the bomb dude it's so great um so yeah watching the seahawks this year is great just because they win it's fantastic uh those actors in the chargers uniforms at, at the la stadium game you know flipping them off <laughs> um i love it but even if they lose it's just like hey well better draft pick
1: <laughs> yeah that's fair and yeah there's nobody i'd rather hand it to less than Pete carroll but looks like he was uh he was right about something
0: yeah um, so yeah, the football world is getting pretty, uh, cool right now. Just, uh, we, we had a big trade in CMC on the 49ers, uh, actually got some play, Ryan got a him. uh, you know, there's some concerns he wouldn't play. Um, but yeah, the NFL trade deadline is, is cooking up. I guess, you know, with a big play like CMC, you can't say it's a wash, but I feel like sometimes with football, you know, you're like a baseball fan and, and your baseball, uh, trade deadline can be pretty exciting. But I feel like football usually it's like there's a lot of talk, but there's not actually a lot of player movement. So the CMC trade was kind of surprising. Uh and it was actually real, not Jana's fake tweets. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. It was a uh, you saw even, you know, like the NFL beat writers like really struggling to come up with a good comparison for like when another trade has happened like that because players that, you know, high value just really don't go in the middle of the season like that. It's pretty wild.
0: Yeah, it, it seems like the last, uh, I don't know, a couple of years, there have been more high-profile trades coming through. But uh, maybe some ones that impact fantasy as well, because uh, another name, it's been, you know, Cream Hunt trade rumors are, are like a seasonal thing, and this could definitely be another year where he stays in Cleveland. But um, they're picking up again, and, you know, Ashley already has a fantastic running back situation right now. Um, And, you know, Kareem Hunt goes to the Jets. That's, you know, a team like that or another situation that could be pretty good. So it's always exciting, you know, like if you're holding on to a player, especially if if you're in that situation with Ashley where you don't need to like depend on that player, uh, roll the dice. You know, maybe they end up in a better situation. And uh, luckily, our trade deadline is situated a few weeks after the football trade deadline. So you could take advantage of it in the league and uh, trade that that new value for, uh, you know, another star player
1: also if i offer you a trade you should probably accept it because i sent pollard away because i was sick of looking at him and now it looks like zeke might not play this week and then i traded ashley pacheco and 12 hours later they randomly announced that he was the starter so yeah if you see a trade offer coming from me i'd uh think twice about it
0: yeah that, that pacheco timing was was pretty wild but um uh definitely the time to to get those trades going through. Uh I, I think conversations seem to be heating up everywhere. There's like ch- all the teams seem to be chattering with each other looking at, at stuff. I'll say as a PSA, uh I do have DAC available for all you QB needy teams. Um and, uh, you know, looking at uh, maybe uh, even a defensive lineman or just some fabs. So, I don't know, Justin, you got any uh, people you're looking to move? Any PS trade trade offers you want to put out there? Uh,
1: yeah, why trade for Dak when you can get Justin Herbert?
0: Oh, damn, you're already off the Herbert bus?
1: Uh, just, you know, trying to look at my draft capital. Uh, you know, could be a keeper for next year, $17? Yeah, maybe. So, yeah, come, uh, come get Herbert.
0: I, um when I was preparing the notes for the show, um, I, I, I went on your team page and for a moment forgot that you had just traded for Herbert and saw that you had Kirk Cousins <laughs> slotted back in there and like physically recoiled. <laughs> um, so I see that you are once again, because of uh, the Chargers by this week, you're riding the, uh, the Viking stack. Um, and I say good luck to you, sir. I hope
1: yeah maybe check for people's buys when you're making trades too it's something that i'm usually a little bit better with and have not been paying attention to and i traded for two players last week who are now immediately on buy so
0: perfect what are you gonna do i also bent over
1: backwards to keep taekwon thornton on my team and uh that did not pay out at all so
0: I mean, we're gonna all get to a point. You, you know, usually it's at the end of the season. Sometimes it happens before then, where you're just looking at your bench and you're going, "Like, why did I make this decision? Not even just once, but to continue to not drop this player, not do something with this." Um, but you know, that kind of worry and uh, self-reflection is uh, that's meant for the off-season. You know, we got to focus here on the future. Um, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll do some uh, second-half stuff. But first, uh, Justin, and I hear we do have some mailbag this week.
1: Yeah. And in uh, typical fashion, I think we discussed about half the items here. Perfect. Which is our old rule is to not say a single word until we had read some mailbag. <laughs> um, roses are red. Violets are blue. The same two colors. Your team's ass will be when my team is finished with you. Wow. Signed. Neralis Wahlberg.
0: Wow. Um, yeah that's violent but um potentially effective we'll have to see um i don't know is that a that name a reference to something i'm
1: not i'm i'm missing it sorry Sorry. uh faithful podcast listener i don't know what that means (laughs) we have once
0: again let you down
1: um great podcast last week Thank you. Yeah. Your insight on the IDP positions was useful information for all your listeners. You guys get better and better each week. Wow. The people are lavishing the praise now and I love it.
0: I do. I, I, you know what? I love the IDP talk. Um, you know, just a, when I was editing last week's podcast, listening to all the great points we were making about IDP. I'm just like, I don't know. I know a lot of people think that I'm an IDP hater, but this year I'm kind of, I, I feel the IDP love and uh starting to peel away a little bit of the strategy and it's just like it's it's new it's interesting it's still totally fucked and unpredictable in some cases you know looking at you defensive line defensive end um but i i'm always i'm going to try to do as much idp talk as possible this might be an idp pod in, in a year or two
1: I've been streaming like three to four IDP players every week, and I want to just announce and brag to the league that I've perfected the formula to find good IDP plays. Like I, I feel like it's almost preferential to stream at this point because my locked in starters, you know, would have these like down weeks. But when you stream, it's like man, every week is just beautiful.
0: Well, share some knowledge. What are what, what tactics are you employing? Oh here? my
1: god, do you think I can go that far?
0: I don't know. I'm just I'm just trying to make my secrets Uh, I
1: think 90% of what I'm doing we talked about last week so all right well then not that complicated also part of the strategy is losing like every fucking bid like trading away a player involved in a in a uh uh Willie Gay acquisition off the waiver wire so your claim falls out um losing bids to Jana these are all part of my strategy you can read it in my IDP guide
0: it's big picture stuff
1: yeah you got to make it seem like you want players you don't. Oh, and then trade a whole bunch of players for Willie Gay. <laughs> Start, starting running back caliber players. Um. Hey, Austin, can you please say some real dirty, nasty things about the butthole surfers? Like really rotten, filthy stuff. Please don't hold back. Please don't let me forget how worthless my team is. P.S. What's your favorite kind of donut?
0: <laughs> I didn't really mean for this to get to a weird place, but um, yeah, no, filthy stinking surfers are back to the filthy stinking gutter. I mean, putting up a, a boner of a game against the, the boomers. I mean, we'll talk about the matchup of the week a little bit later in the pod, but uh, yeah, no. Um i i don't know i uh i did not really prepare much trash talk because i felt like that's
1: as filthy as you can get Yeah,
0: on the fly um because I, I just look at brandon iuk and i'm like dude this is finally the year where Ayuk is a thing and so now then my heart's just filled with like iuk dreams so i mean i can't even get get filthy if i i tried but um yeah no we'll we'll get to the butthole servers You'll you'll have your <laughs> time in the sun
1: the balance of power between divisions has shifted greatly what are your thoughts about the divisions? Can one division produce four playoff yeah, teams?
0: <laughs> that's what we're talking about. So, yeah, way to predict uh, you know, the future there, but um I mean mathematically, right? It's it, it's got to be possible. It would just It would really mean that division, like taking advantage of interdivisional play. Right. And just like, I I think
1: it's easy to look at like one division, like our division, for instance, and say, okay, I can see how each of these teams could make it to the playoffs. We all have like reasonable records, reasonable point totals. I think the part where it's very difficult to understand how it actually could happen though, is that means that every single team would have to be better than the second place team in another division. And so that means like the surfers or the, you know, the Adams who still have one of the highest point totals um, or, you know, even like the Neblonians or something, all those teams have to drop um, for one. I, I mean, is it, it would have to be our division, right? Where everybody would make it.
0: I think so, the way that the other, yeah, yeah the way yeah, they're, these, they're these laid team out. five
1: teams aren't going to cut it, especially since they're going to be eating into each other at the end of the season. So yeah, it would have to be our division. Um, it seems incredibly unlikely. I am very tempted to program out a sim after this and see if we can get there.
0: Well, if there's one thing I know about your life, my friend, is that you need more tasks. You need more things t- that need to get done. I so. just
1: have so much free time to just yeah. program up yeah. random things for my I, fantasy football I encourage
0: league. you to get right on it.
1: <laughs> things that don't even help me win.
0: Most important. Yeah, there you go too. Every
1: time I tell people that I do all this like extra work for our fantasy league, I'm like, yeah, I have all these scripts that like generate stuff. And they're like, oh, cool. So it like tells you who to start. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. These don't help me in fantasy like in any way. <laughs> it's just like fun information for the league.
0: That's still up to my idiot brain.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, with so with so many, so many, four and three or three and four teams at week seven, what does your prognostication machine say about playoff chances? Yeah.
0: A lot of people are uh, interested in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think we talked about that a little bit. I don't know what is going on right the ESPN things I think need to be like removed from the ESPN page because this is the I, I mean I guess this is the schedule This so says Jana has a 21% chance to make it but the boomers have a 12% chance
0: yeah even though boomers have outscored
1: yeah normals? I mean I guess not by a lot I guess that they have a more favorable schedule but I you know I have my my projections here and they are not even remotely close to these ones We'll just run through this. We have Ashley at ninety nine point nine percent. I think there is a way that she could still fall out, but it seems incredibly unlikely.
0: It would uh, it would take like perfect circumstances, I think.
1: Yeah, we have you at ninety six percent. You know, uh, not doing so great in the win column, but you know, huge point total that's going to keep you afloat. Exact opposite side um, at ninety five percent. We have Robert, huge win total, shitty points. Who cares? Wins are more important than points. Um, after that, back to your situation, 92%. We have the Adams, great point total, shitty wins. Um, then we got the Shenanahads at 80% who you know, are doing pretty well in their division. I guess Ryan is kind of nipping at their heels a little bit as well as Lucinda. Um, then it starts to fall off after that. We have Lucinda at 58%. Um, I guess it thinks, wow, that's actually surprising the more I look at it. It does not bode well for Ryan who's in second place in the division right now that Lucinda's at 58% and Ryan is at 10%. <laughs> <laughs> and she has one less win. Um, so yeah, Lucinda at um, 58%. I'm after that with 45% like we mentioned earlier. Uh, huge drop off after that. We have Eric at 10%, um, Ryan at 2%. And, and again, Eric who's in last place in our division is more likely than Ryan who's in currently in second place in his division. <laughs> um then we got the boomers at seven percent and then uh the narwhals at five percent and brett who's pretty much eliminated at this point and i think has been for a couple of weeks um yeah it seems
0: like your playoff uh machine might be taking a lot more uh points into consideration over those wins um but uh yeah we'll see you know no no machine whether it be espn or justin's uh little inventions can really tell the truth about the future. We just have to, we have to live it. We have to experience it. So, you know, I guess another push for the trade deadline, make it happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. And then the last one here, um, I mentioned to my in-house doctor slash wife, huh? That I suspect that I may have strained my pec. Her response was, who do you think you are? TJ Watt. Wow. That wasn't very helpful since Justin seems to be an expert in all things. TJ Watt. Maybe he has some advice on how to deal with a strained pec. Also, do you have any relationship advice for someone whose significant other seems to resent them for not being T.J. Watt? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, if you're not T.J. Watt, shame on you, first of all. Yeah. Uh, second of all, you know, we're, we're, we're all getting older in the league. Some of us a lot older, a lot younger than others. It's all over the place. Um, but, you know, I, my recommendation is that you should stretch once a day. It'll make your whole life much, much better.
0: Uh, I don't know if this is just a weakling thing or or what, but I I don't know if I've ever had a chest muscle injury. I don't have a lot of chest muscle, but I mean, like, have you ever done anything to your pec? How do you yeah? Do that? I, I
1: screwed up my pec really bad one time. Hurt really really bad.
0: How do you even get in that situation where a pec injury occurs other than playing sports?
1: Uh, I was just working out. Oh, in normal workout stuff. I see. There, it, but yeah, I was surprised though because um. I get like uh, chest pains a lot too like because of stress. And so it took me a long time to kind of suss out like is this muscle pain or am I having like an anxiety attack? Um but it was a it was a muscle strain and it hurt really bad.
0: Well, you know, I don't know. I don't have anything funny to say about that.
1: What about somebody who resents them for not being TJ Watt? Do you have any advice there?
0: Um I don't you know, every time I think of TJ Watt, I know you love him. I know Steelers faithful love him. Um, I just think of those like what are those subway commercials where they have a subway in their backyard, and I, I don't. I then I start thinking about like what family dinners are like at the Watt house, and just you know, I, I it's hard for me to like focus on TJ Watt's play or his pecs because I'm just always like asking like how many dogs do the Watts have? Like, do they? They must have like. A giant swimming pool do they have a slide those guys are probably too big for a slide i don't know just a bunch or of do w- you
1: just install like a tj watt sized slide
0: dang dude they could afford it too like a double wide
1: well i guess any watt size yeah jj is probably the biggest watt
0: i mean he could be shrinking he's old
1: he could be um that's all i have for mailbag All right,
0: so let's look up at the uh,
1: (laughs) nice bazinga.
0: All right, let's look at the matchup of the week for last week. It was uh, Ryan surfers against Andrew's Boomers. Um, I I don't really remember, you know, what we were looking forward to in this matchup. Uh, You know, it it it, it seemed pretty one sided. I mean, I guess good for the Boomers. They uh, definitely boomed over the competition here. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, talking nasty about Ryan's team surfers back to their kind of, uh, a uh, little lackluster, a little, little, little scoring, uh, not going to get it done One hundred and forty. Um, I don't know, Justin, what, what are your thoughts on this matchup?
1: Uh, so I didn't really get to catch much of it live. Um, didn't get to watch a lot of football this weekend, but, um, yeah, you know, CMC obviously like you have to start him, but, um, you know, obviously it's going to cap his ceiling a little bit um but you know it's just one of those weeks where like you look up and on the roster i mean there's nothing like glaring obviously like nobody went off which is what you need to kind of win um andrew the one you know kind of bright spot he's had this season is uh, austin eckler just getting it done you know week in and week out um and Devon campbell having a, a huge game as well but yeah so yeah back on ryan's side you know just nothing exciting happening um and I don't know, man. I mean, long-term, yeah, probably, uh, you know, I think he'll, he'll eke out a couple more wins. It just, it seems insane to me that I keep looking at these teams and like the draft picks that they got, right. And like their roster. And I'm like, man, like they nailed it. And I'm, you know, Ryan of CMC, Saquon Barkley, like, dude, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, the points just aren't there and I I don't know a hundred percent what to blame for that, but um, Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like this this matchup kind of exemplifies what we're dealing with, which is generally low-scoring weeks like this in the NFL and in fantasy. Um, you know, no one really popped on Ryan's team. He definitely – I mean, he has a lot more double digits than I think I had on my team. You know, so on one hand, it's – you know, you got that floor there, but – um, yeah, no one's popping, no one over that 20 point threshold, which we're really looking for. And all it takes on the other side, you know, you mentioned uh, Eckler and uh, Devondre Campbell having big games, you know, 30 points pretty much for each of them. Um, Andrews was a team that popped. But I mean, look at the other uh, scores. It's pretty, pretty mediocre. So it's like, especially I think in these down weeks where scoring is limited. I mean, touchdowns are always a premium and they're, st- they're scored that way, but it just feels like um, you know, the, the distance between that, uh, RB2, you know, whoever's your RB2, um, them getting, you know, 20 touches, but no touchdowns, you know, when, when 20 touches is only equaling, you know, 80 yards, uh, and, and yet. You know Zeke can fall into the end zone twice from the the one yard line tier. Um, you know that they're they're even more important here. So yeah, Andrew got the big game and got the win.
1: Yeah, and you know surfers, um, I'm looking right now, 11th in points over the last four weeks. So you know definitely not looking good. It looks like some of these, uh, you know, obviously the bye weeks weren't great for him this week um, on the IDP side. But, you know, getting a little bit of relief, uh, Gus Edwards looking good, even though Dobbins is hurt. Um, it doesn't look like the Rams situation is ever going to get any better. So maybe that bye week saved him a headache. And then just when things were looking like they were lining up for Michael Carter, uh, hopes are dashed with James Robinson. So,
0: yeah, we were talking about trades. We didn't even talk about that one. Um, I, that was another one. When I, I like I didn't see on Twitter. I just saw kind of like mentioned in chat and I thought it was another like fake tweet. <laughs> <laughs> at first, because uh, I thought they were like really high on Michael Carter, but apparently they view him as a change of change of pace back. But um, yeah, uh, Jana's boy ETN, uh, ETN season's about to to start. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, let's get into the uh, power rankings, and as we go through, we'll uh, you know take a look at, at where the team is mid season. What are the chances uh, of making it? And uh, starting at the bottom, I, I, I'm suspecting we don't have much movement down there.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, what a season where the, the top teams aren't really moving, bottom teams aren't really moving. But yeah, we got the bunnies coming in number 12. It looked like, you know, it might have been interesting at some point in my game. Um, I had some real stinkers on my lineup. And uh, Juju looks like he's definitely going to be a thing, but maybe a little bit too late.
0: Yeah. Um, I think uh, another, if you, like you were saying with Ryan's team, if you look at draft names you know you look at that running back core Dalvin Cook Alvin Kamara I mean even now I know they're underperforming but it's still like oh yeah I think I'll take I'll, I'll ride that train I'll, I'll get on there you know you'd think that you'd be in a much better position but uh yeah just just not getting it done it is it is great to see Juju you know start to live up to what we kind of expected him uh but yeah it's uh even even if you get rolling for a couple weeks after you've had a season start like he has, it takes a little bit of time to trust. I'm sure you know Brett's ready to throw him in the lineup again after his bye weeks over, but uh, still still tough you know decisions to be made because the other thing we talk about with Brett's team is you know uh, draft wise strong wide receiver core and you know at some point you got to probably bench some of these guys Cortland Sutton, but uh, do you really want to? Can you? Do you have the cojones? It's it, it's tricky.
1: Oh, what do you think in long term for the bunnies here though? I mean, it looks like the season's pretty much over. Um I I'm not seeing a a ton of keeper value. Uh would you be making moves right now?
0: Yeah, I think uh I mean, he's got Jameson Williams uh homer pick, you know, for the Lions. Uh you know, he'll probably play at some point in the season, but you know, might not make an impact. Uh so he's got he's got some keepers, but yeah, I would definitely be looking. I mean, we mentioned those two running backs have like huge name value and even Antonio Gibson right now. Um, you know, he had a great game and, you know, maybe people are ready to pull the trigger on him. So, I mean, Brett's definitely got some trade chips, uh, and running back is ugly for all the talk about tight ends and defensive line being ugly. I mean, I guess it's nothing new that running back is sparse, but it's like, it's a wasteland out there.
1: Yep. All right. Jumping over to the 11th spot, moving down two spots is the Narwhals who I actually had one of the better scores on the week, but yeah. unfortunately, uh, ran into shitty sources who are just lighting the world on fire. They could just pull up zeros in their lineup and still stomp all over everybody else.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, score beat half the league. That's uh, always frustrating. Every time that happens, where you get a loss but you're beating half the league, you always think about those formats where they do the one matchup against the field and one against your like head-to-head opponent um so yeah narwhals would have won one and one this week but like i said matched up against the top scorer um just a little context i mean so four games out of first place uh in that division behind you know roberts bakers but just for some context about like the the wins and points uh jenna's team's only scored 15 fewer points than the bakers have this whole season and yet are you know that's a four game you know uh, difference because of, of win total so uh definitely a tough luck season uh third highest opponent score uh going up against the narwhals it's tough even if your offense is clicking to to be matched up against that score every week
1: yeah and we've talked a lot about um you know uh the qb stacks the pillars um and i this has never happened to you because the bills are hashtag blessed but <laughs> I think we're seeing a little bit what happens, you know, when um, that that stack like falters, you know, I, I don't think anybody was expecting Mark Andrews to only score, you know, 0. 0.4 points. Uh, Lamar Jackson's definitely come back to earth. But I mean, if you look at the rest of the lineup, I mean, everything looks pretty good. There's obviously like some down spots. Um, but, you know, if you slap another 10 on Lamar Jackson and, you know, give 10 to Andrews, uh, you know, you're looking at one of the top scores in the week. So it seems like that's primarily kind of where it fell apart, at least this week.
0: Yeah, when you're when you're uh, ba- when when the pillars, your the structure of your team, you know, you need it to remain strong. And when it falls apart, uh, generally, not good things happening.
1: Yep. And speaking of pillars, we will jump on over to the uh, staying in the tenth place, even though getting getting the win um, and scoring pretty well. The pillar uh, of
0: tenth place.
1: The pillar of tenth place. The pillar of Aaron Rodgers, who has now hit the waiver wire after scoring a robust fifteen points. I kind of started that segue and I thought I'd be able to find like a joke on Andrew's team to make (laughs) about a stack. And he literally like, I don't think he has a single player on the same team.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's probably a good strategy. Diversification.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, we talked a little bit about Anders' team, you know, Eckler uh, definitely keeping things afloat. Uh, I just saw that Rex Burkett is still in his lineup somehow. Um, that's incredible. Uh, you know, some disappointments, you know, Tyreek Hill had some big weeks and has come back down to earth. Uh, same thing with Pittman. So uh, I don't know. I mean, the lineup still looks like it could do some damage. Um, but yeah, I don't know how are you feeling about Andrew's team.
0: It just like well, first of all, let's shout out—it's Daniel Jones' time at Nellis. Uh, it, you you missed. I might out. be
1: riding the ship. I was—I uh, meant to swap out my claim for uh, and get Dan Jones this week. I missed out, and yeah, I think it is Dan Jones' season.
0: Yeah, I, uh, you know, a few people I think are in on him. Uh, so Dan Jones' season—I mean, it, like streaming quarterbacks, Daniel Jones. Uh, mid-season streamer is, is nothing new but uh this year with with really just uh the qb play outside the top four or five being so horrendous uh, and the Giants, Brian Dable. I mean, they're, like, getting it done. So, you know, who knows? Maybe it is for real Daniel Jones time. Yeah, a uh, tough matchup this week against Ashley. Uh, not only the 6-1, and one, you know, barnstorming team, stomping the league, but also uh, his two big backs, uh, Eckler and C.H. Uh, out on by. So going to be uh, pretty tough. But um, at least this week, good for the Boomers. They got a week off from uh, playing the top score of the league. So, yeah. Um, Got a nice win there. Uh, maybe things are looking up.
1: Uh, yeah. And speaking of teams that are looking up, uh, TGIF moving from eleventh to ninth, uh, two spaces, and looking pretty formidable the last uh, couple weeks. Th- this this like really like resonates with me too because I I I think I mentioned it last week. I kept. Coming back to Aaron's team because it was like, oh, Josh Jacobs is having this like crazy season. Like you wouldn't believe like, oh, Miles Sanders is like way better than we thought he'd be. Chris Olave is, you know, like one of the best rookies. And like every time I go to look up a player, they're like on Eric's team. And same thing I mentioned with some of their teams, like, dude, why isn't this team doing better? Uh, seems like maybe now they are. Um, definitely still some struggles when I posted the positional stuff last week, it seems like, uh, you know, QB and tight end are, uh, some of those big as was didn't really play out that much better for him for those positions this week. Um, but like his, his core of players is so goddamn good. And Deandre Hopkins, uh, just came back. I wasn't a big, uh, D hop This I remember him being kind of bad last year. Um, but I guess it doesn't matter if you're bad when they target you like 15 times a game. So right. yeah, what, what, what are your thoughts on uh, TJF?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, if you look at the two of the last three weeks for TJIF scoring 180 points, uh, if you can keep up that sort of consistency, had a down week last week and got the loss, but you know if you're if you can you know be up there scoring 180 at this point in the season, it's pretty good and good things are going to happen. Um, especially too looking at the you know, upcoming division narwhals this week, boomers uh, week after, then Adams, then bunnies. So uh, rounding out divisional play by playing some. Uh, teams a lot of those teams i think all of them under 500 and uh so definitely a big chance for tgif to turn around and uh again could be could close out the perfect division
1: all of us going to the playoffs Oh, God. This is my nightmare. I, I need everyone in my division to start being bad um, so I can climb atop the pile and get away. Don't of, worry. What? We'll just
0: beat the crap out of each other the last three weeks and, like, we'll all end None up. None of two, us will go to the division. Yeah. Two and two <laughs> will we'll suddenly, like, be the worst division. It'll happen.
1: All right. Uh, coming in at number eight, uh, the fakest team that ever existed in uh, Bono's history, the Butthole Surfers. It's in at four and three with Tim Brady as their quarterback. I gave Ryan a lot of shit for having Tom Brady and, uh, and, uh, Oh my God. What's the fucking stupid ass tight end for the Rams.
0: Oh, Tyler Higby,
1: Tyler Higby. What did he do? He traded away. Higby mm-hmm. dropped him yeah. or something. I don't remember, but, he's um, two
0: steps ahead of you.
1: Yeah. How, I mean, we talked a little bit about Ryan's team. I mean, outside of those studly running backs, I mean, it's looking, it's looking a little hairy, right?
0: definitely looking hairy uh i mean the saving grace here again wins at this point like your record is, in the second half is more important than a lot of factors so team looking ugly rams running back quad looking ugly even with all the trade talk you know in you know cam acres being on the move would be exciting i just feel like um if you're like uh, another team who might be interested in a running back like generally if if the you see the rams are so desperate to like get this guy off their team for some reason whatever that is like uh, it's not super enticing so i don't know if that is a trade that you could you would want to like for fancy purposes count on to be made but could be you know a, a big saving grace um, and yeah like you mentioned before ryan's already got like super solid running back core in a time of running back weakness. But I would just say this uh, because of the low points scored. Um, and I believe Ryan is uh, third to last for total points scored uh, on the season. Uh, sec- sorry. Second to last uh, just above Brett. Um, it's really important for those wins. So he's got, you know, four and three record right now, but um, every win is security towards the playoffs. Cause if, if he comes, if he's somewhere in that, like middle of the pack muddled, um you know kind of barely over 500 pack of of teams that's going to be like competing for that last wild card spot he's not going to win any tiebreakers so gotta get gotta get those dubs
1: uh speaking of getting dubs week nine he's playing the adams week 10 the shitty uh, Soruses, and week 11 uh, your team the puma skulls so yeah not looking like a pleasant way to uh try to finish out the season pretty rough all right um, coming in, sliding down one spot, we have Nebelonians with, I think, their worst score of the season. Um, definitely wasn't a great one. Yeah, 126 points. Uh, definitely one of the lowest ones we've seen so far after scoring 173 the week before. Um, so maybe joining some of us, uh, some of our boom bust teams over here. Um, how are you feeling about Nebelonians? Kind of took a, a, a loss with the, the CMC trade since Jeff Wilson was kind of a staple. But uh ken walker looking like he might finish out the season as like a top three running back
0: ken walker looking great looking like the offensive rookie of the year to go with tariq woolen's defensive rookie of the year seahawks gonna get both rookie of the year awards this dude Um, is
1: like breaking advanced metrics because like he had that one run where he broke like seven tackles in a single play he has like more yards after tackles than some running backs have like before tackle it's crazy
0: yeah, it's a good time. That's another for sure, like Pete Carroll apology moment. Because I think when the Seahawks took Ken Walker in the draft last uh, spring, everyone went mental. Um, but no, I think I think the Niblonians as a whole are actually. I mean, this is. There's going to be a lot of tough luck teams. We've said that a few times already. Niblonians are another tough luck team. Um, you know, having a, a good amount of points scored against them, but it like sneakily scoring uh, fourth most in the league right now. And there's kind of this like upper tier right now, you'd say like a uh, team scoring over 1200 on the season, which is really just me, Ashley and Martin. Um, uh, and then there's a little bit of a drop off there, but Nibblonians are sitting on top of the pack, uh, including a you know three point lead over Jim's shenanigans. Um, so again, you know, sitting at third in the Sphincters division, one game behind both uh, Jim Shanahans and Ryan Surfers. But, you know, it's still, at least for the first half of the year, putting up good numbers and, and seems pretty solid. But yeah, definitely the injury bug uh, hit pretty hard. There's a lot of O's on, on
1: that page. Yeah. If you are picked up by the Nabalonians, like I'm sorry for your NFL career. Uh Bellinger looks like he's uh, done for the season. Matt Ryan bench for the season. I, I'm sure that you've heard this story. I don't know if everyone else heard the story. I'm losing my mind about Matt Ryan because they came out and said, he is benched. We're going to start our our backup quarterback. And then in a report came out and said, oh, well, he's hurt. His shoulder's all jacked up. Then the owner came out and said, I just want to make it clear. He's benched because he's bad and not because his shoulder's hurt.
0: Yeah. Um, I When I saw that report come out and it said, like, Matt Ryan benched for the season. I, I looked at the words benched for the season. And I was just like that seems like it should be like a well-known common phrase to the average football fan but for some reason I'm like this is so weird when do they bench players for the season like you get benched but it's like a you know it's like a temporary thing but they're just like straight up
1: it's not much of a poker face to be like this guy's never gonna play for us ever again oh, my um, and it's not like they're they haven't looked great but I mean they're three and three you know that's not like their season's over so yeah those Pretty interesting and yeah if you get picked up by the nibblonians I'm so sorry your NFL yeah. career is likely over
0: uh good news I, I can't remember if we mentioned Swift but Swift looks like he's on track to come back this week so you mentioned uh Jeff Wilson good news for her
1: from, yeah from yeah me.
0: yeah but you mentioned Jeff Wilson um, you know the kind of downside of the CMC trade at least you get Swift back and uh, the Lions need all the playmakers because they just look they're like not even good. Horrible without, you know, uh, the sun god and, and Swift out there. You know, they they need those studs to be like the good kind of bad.
1: All right, moving over, uh, moving up one spot. Trading with the Nubilonians is my team, Giant Octopus, mm-hmm. uh, getting the win this week. Uh, I, I said that it didn't matter what Brett did because I was going to score two hundred or one twenty. Um, actually, came in with a, a nice median score there. Um, even though, you know, taking, taking a pretty hard loss with the, man, Gallup scoring zero. Um, I went with the double tight end, which is one of the... If you're ever thinking that, it's just it's not the right move. You need to, like, you know, go check out the waiver wire or something. Pitts scored two points for me. Do you know how many snaps I've seen Pitts play? Like, I've never seen Pitts on red zone. I I think I've seen him make, like, one catch this season and, like, a yeah. highlight that somebody posted.
0: No, it's, it's really strange because I just feel like I've... The past two years, two seasons, I haven't seen a lot of them. But I guess, again, if you're not scoring touchdowns, you're probably not going to be on red zone a lot.
1: Yeah. So, but you know, feeling pretty good. Uh, like I said, I've, I've been doing pretty well with IDP this season, yeah. uh, which is something that's kind of keeping me afloat as the rest of my team. You know, I, I have been trying to kind of balance that with the more like high floor plays, um, like Rashad white, Jamal Williams and stuff like that made the move to get Herbert this week. Um, you know, kind of panned out was hoping for a little bit more, but I'll take 19 points and yeah, just going to keep making moves.
0: Uh, well, I'm looking at your team and, and looking at the upcoming schedule. We disagree on this. I, I think that your schedule looks pretty good. You got Jim's team this week. So, I mean, yeah, division leader there. But, you know, uh, Jim's not stomping all over the realm. You know, definitely beatable and your team can explode. Then you got Narwhals and Boomers uh, before you face off against Robert's Bakers. So, you know, uh, you can have a good three-game three, three game stretch here. Um, also, too, since that's closing out, you know, the interdivisional play for you. We were talking about... Um, you know, with playoff spots in, in our division. I feel like if you could like close out your individual play by you know with three wins, maybe you go four and um you're you' you gotta be pretty much locked at least for a wild card spot because then you you just have all these like win tiebreakers over you know the other other teams kind of competing out there except for maybe the Bakers.
1: Yeah, and I think that's maybe a better way of phrasing it is saying like the the schedule's easy. The way I'm looking at it is, I pretty much need to win these next uh, four weeks. Uh, maybe just three out of the four of them, um, because in week twelve I'm playing Ashley. Week uh, thirteen I'm playing you. Um, oh, I have that backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, those are going to be two tough matchups. And then, you know, I have TGIF in week 14, which my ranking thing here has is like a soft matchup right now. But like we mentioned earlier, it looks like Eric's team might be heating up. Um, So yeah, this next uh, month here, I need to definitely be uh, pulling out the wins.
0: Yeah, there's a pretty good chance that last uh, week fourteen matchup against Eric. That's going to be the two of you, uh, you know, competing for potentially one wild card spot.
1: You know, yeah, I can already games. see the, the the flow chart that I have to build every season to show all the different <laughs> playoff scenarios yes. in my mind.
0: Uh, love all the the second half material that we get.
1: <sighs> all right, moving over at number five down, sliding two pretty big spots we had the shenanigans who um had a pretty big loss this week to um uh, like we just mentioned tgif coming in pretty hot um you know a lot of sore spots dk metcalf getting hurt didn't help uh you and i have been debating over our jets wide receivers all season um while Corey davis has been actually the most productive one um (laughs) and what happens when elijah moore's gone he gets zero points so i don't i wasn't expecting that i don't think jim was either but yeah uh definitely hurt in uh in a lot of positions today especially i d p now that I'm looking at it um just some real low low uh games
0: yeah i mean um sheathads and and Neblonians, uh you know with with butthole surfers uh but you know the Niblonians battling for the stop spot um these two teams look very similar just because you know they they're in a pretty good position. To you know, not only get the division, and especially in Jim's case here, since he's already in first place, you know, get that division lead, um, but just you know, setting yourself up for you know, solid chance of that wild card spot. And yet, you know, during one week, you can suffer such catastrophic injuries that really you know, change, you know, potentially the outlook of the team. Luckily with DK Metcalf, probably not a big thing. Like we're all hoping that we're all hoping he plays on on Sunday. Um, unfortunately, Brees Hall, uh, Jets rookie running back, who was looking really studly, you know, was definitely the highest priced uh, running back drafty this, uh, this summer, but um, you know, show, started to show in the last couple of weeks, you know, that he's going to definitely be a value even at that and out for the season. So that's really tough. Um, so I don't know. You definitely got to, to to put the Shenanigans up up this high because of where they're sitting on top of the division. Um, you know, there's there's a lot uh, it, a lot to be said for being the one that other people have to chase. You know, so even going 500 from here on out, you know, gives Jim a pretty good chance at, at ending the season on top.
1: All right. And looking at the fourth spot here, we have the Adams who, um, you know, I don't want to call it a bounce back because I think they were ranked too low last week. Um, but yeah, getting the win, um, nothing super exciting, probably one of the more quiet wins that, um, Adams has had this season. Um, and yeah, you know, you know, Benjamin, I'm really kicking myself over that one. That's kind of been a, a big part of the, the Adams engine over the last couple of weeks and, um, you know, just doing pretty well across the board. Um, Kittle looks like he's finally heating up. Um, he's getting his uh, his kick return specialists um, are just you know making us all look silly. Um, you know, not taking the roof off or anything, but it's a nice high floor. How are you feeling about the Adams? I mean, the team's
0: still looking super studly, even though you know Marquise Brown obviously out for a long time. That really sucks. Um, you know, similar to your Kyle Pitts situation, Drake London seems to be just a victim of a horrible uh, just general leadership philosophy over at the Atlanta Falcons facilities. Um, So, you know, he, he was, he was supposed to be like, you know, the receiver version of Brees Hall and the second half of the season is generally when those types of receivers would pop off. So, you know, in addition to uh, you know, all the other great pieces that Martin has, not having London there for that second half. Uh, well, we'll see. You know, many things can still happen. But um, yeah, I still think his team's, you know, pretty studly looking uh, dis- despite those downfalls. And yeah, if, if London comes back, then uh, good things are, are ahead. Uh, but we do want to shout out Nick Chubb, favorite uh, of us here on the pod. Um, that might be my biggest regret in the draft. Uh, had a great draft. Maybe not going hard enough for Nick Chubb. Is uh, is the mistake that I'll I'll, I'll regret?
1: Uh, yeah, I think all of us are regretting. I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Still can't really figure out why he wasn't getting much buzz in the draft, but you know, making everybody look silly.
0: He's just like quietly one of the most elusive running backs in NFL year and in yep. year out.
1: All right, coming in at number three, the uh, black market Baker slowly yeah. marching their way up the power rankings. The people, um, you know. They can't deny uh, th- this is where we start to look at, you know, uh, you know, we may like one team better than another. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, it's going to be based on, you know, your wins, your points and everything. If you're going to the playoffs not, uh, Yeah. I mean, Robert's team looks like it's going to playoffs. Um, the other interesting thing, like I want to point out that we've been kind of poking fun and, you know, saying like, you know, fake team, stuff like that over the last 4 weeks um, ashley has been dominating 179 point average um the next closest is actually tgif coming in at 169 um there's a pretty big drop off after that though and these teams are all averaging within i'd say was look like 2 points of each other so puma skulls at 166.4 adams at 166.3 uh, Giant Octopus at 166.3, um, really losing thread here. And the Bakers at 165.4 and the uh, Boomers at 165.3. So I think that's actually like a great way of kind of, you know, like resetting, you know, not looking at the, the win totals and stuff like that. I mean, like all four or five of those teams are pretty much all doing, you know, the same over the last month. Um, and I think that might be a little bit more indicative of what it's like going forward. Uh, Robert's team hasn't, you know, they don't have like a big high score. A 179 was their, their best week back in week five. Um, but, you know, if you catch the right schedule, consistency can win out. Um, and if his team can get hot down the stretch, he's got the, the win, the win total to support it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, and looking at a lot of these players, you know, I think second half storylines could be said for a lot and, you know, making that trade with you to get Tony Pollard, um, you know, I'm always a fan of two, uh, two running backs from the same team. Um, you know, it, there are weeks where you could start them both. Uh, it's a little dicey, uh, it takes, uh, you know, it's like taking a shot of a really strong whiskey. Um, but you can do it sometimes. And of course the benefit of, of having that robust, uh, position where, you know, if one, if anything happens to, to either of them, the other immediately gets that, that value. So, um, yeah, I think most importantly, again, you know, aside from the team is just sitting on that six and one record. Um, we mentioned last week, you know, if, if he managed to go, you know, 500, you know, four and four for the end of the season, you know, he's pretty much a lock for the playoffs. Um, and yeah, that would still hold true. So even, you know, he beat me this week uh, by a touchdown, got to love those one TD scores, especially when Rashad, when Rashad Bateman gets tackled on, on the half yard line. But uh, if, if uh, Robert goes three and four for the rest of the season, he ends up with a nine and five record. That's, Going to get you into the playoffs for sure. And he's probably going to still win the division because if uh, at a nine and five record, it would take Adams, who are currently in second place, uh, it would take them going six and one, basically winning out only one loss uh, till the end of the year to tie. And then in that moment, you know, right now, Martin definitely has the points total uh, to break that tiebreaker. But that's not, I mean, if you're on the outside looking in, I mean, you for Martin, you not only got to be looking to go six and one, but you have to be hoping that Robert is worse than 500, you know, goes worse than two or three and four for the rest of the season.
1: All right. And last two spots here. Um, I don't think a lot of surprises. Puma skulls at number two. Um, shitty sources at number one. The only thing I want to mention about that: this is the first week that we have had a, a unanimous number one decision and oh, the shitty we go. sources. So wow.
0: you could even unite these idiots. This group of, of just total idiots.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I guess um, looking at the puma skulls real quick. Uh, tough loss against the Baker's. It looked like you were going to pull shenanahats and uh, maybe pull out the the win on Monday night. Um fell a little bit short. Uh Roquan was doing everything he could for you, but uh it was Nicholas Morrow, right? He he didn't hold up his end of the bargain. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I know you uh you had your your bills uh stack on, on buy, which obviously hurt. Um not getting a ton of points that here, either, guys. Uh, you know, just wondering about some of these other guys though, you know, JT just the last uh, you know, I know he's injured too, but just not looking like his dominant self in the first half. Are you a little bit worried about that?
0: I don't know what's going on with the Colts. Um, you know this whole Matt Ryan business again, like benched for the season. I just don't, I don't understand it. I will say with JT though, um, you know he score wise like kind of a down week, but um, a lot of people were pointing out like his usage was very similar to how they used. Um, Dion Jackson was at the the backfill uh, mm-hmm. two weeks ago um, where basically you know they were throwing him a lot more passes so he actually uh, came back last week JT did and had uh, his career high in targets I think with eight so I love that I'll take you know me I'll chase targets especially for running backs um, but yeah no uh, looking ahead really I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident in my team uh, I love the IDP I think that having the the floor of just solid IDP and knowing, like going into Monday night down by 40 that I actually had a chance with Roquan and and Morrow. Like that, that's what IDP is all about. And, you know, so um, definitely eating some crow here, but learning to love the IDP life. Mostly what I'm thinking about though, is the number one spot is Ashley's team. Um, I've definitely been in this position before where I'm like having a great season and there's still somebody ahead of me who's even better. You know, last season that was the boomers and they went, uh, not only beat me out at the end for the division title, but obviously became bowl champion. Um, so I'm like seeing Ashley's team kind of run away with it and getting a little bit of flashbacks from last year. So I'm I'm really focused on, on her squad. And um, I don't know, the rest of y'all, like, get it together. Please help me out.
1: We've seen um, a handful of other teams in the league that are kind of um... – you have a surplus of running backs. Are you looking to make a move?
0: I don't know. You know, it's, it's not, I, I don't know. It's tough. You got,
1: you got a, a handful of these uh, rookie wide receivers you keep bragging about. I mean, is it time to maybe shift one of them? I that you can get,
0: here's the thing. Here's where I might differ uh, than the rest of the league. on am thinking, uh, I think a lot of people are thinking, Hey, you only have four keepers. So by the trade deadline, if I have more than four keepers, I want to trade them away. Um, I want to go into next year's draft with like eight keepers because that will give me the utmost control to really would like, you fun.
1: rather have eight keepers next year or championship this year?
0: Oh, that one's tough, but you know how many I, how
1: many keepers would you trade for a championship
0: that that's really tough I'll have to go to the analytics team with that but i I'll, I'll default to our our company mission statement as a as a you know foundational team of this league. Uh the dreadmetal puma skulls, we, we don't sell out for championships. You know, we're here to build dynasties, you know. So we're we're uh, here for today. We do think about tomorrow. Uh, damn, I can't remember the rest of those lyrics. Uh, but whatever. Uh no, we're looking ahead and we're going to do everything we can to secure the championship this year, but we're not going to give up the goods for next year. We got a good group of guys who are going this,
1: this is this is where Austin and I are just compl- like there's a lot of things that we agree on. We could not be polar opposite. I would sell any amount of keepers. I would like maybe even take a hit to next year's draft, like have a negative like draft capital. Um, to try to win a championship, but you know, maybe that's when you have won championship versus three, maybe that's I, the, the mindset there.
0: I could probably take a page out of your book. I don't know. Maybe I'll part with one of them. We'll see.
1: <laughs> maybe I could give away the worst one. Um, Yeah. So let's go ahead and jump over to the shitty sources. Number one, six and one, um, just like Robert, um, but with a much better point total. Um, You know, I mean, she does have to kind of duke it out with us uh, to finish out the season, which may not be that easy. Um, those extra wins are definitely going to help a lot, but man, just every year, Ashley drafts Joe Burrow. And I'm just like, in my mind, I'm just like, what are you thinking? Dude, this is such a horrible idea. And the season starts and he's horrible. And I'm just like, Ash, man, you need to like rethink it. And she goes, I know, I know she doesn't do anything. And then he just goes ballistic and makes all of us look fucking silly. So yeah, just completely dominating, um, with a good wide receiver core, um getting running back production out of nowhere when a lot of us are struggling stevenson's doing great pierce is doing great um and yeah seems to be kind of filling in the gaps pretty well too her favorite player from last year donovan peoples jones um newly starting uh rb1 for the kansas city chief isaiah pacheco but yeah how are you feeling about ashley's team
0: uh, I mean, the way you feel about Joe Burrow is pretty much how I feel about Jamar Chase, and I'm a little bit bitter about Jamar Chase because I, I had him in the guillotine league, um, pretty much all the weeks where he wasn't doing shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I was like, I don't know what the hype is on Jamar Chase, and then I get cut from the guillotine league, and uh, you know, now the Burrow chasing is, is, you know, they're going. Okay,
1: I- I got to jump in with the funniest guillotine league story of all time, because uh, Ryan had what I thought was one of the best teams in the guillotine league. And unfortunately, it was all all down weeks from his players last week. He loses. He gets eliminated. Brett has a ton of money for some reason, and he scoops up almost every single team, almost every single guy that Ryan had. And I was just really laughing about the mentality of like, this team just got eliminated. I need every single player that they have. (laughs)
0: uh i think that plays into again the down scoring because it's like you know you, you see these lowly point scores and you know you're thinking opportunity like who's ready to give up um you know that's why i love watching the waiver wire uh and seeing who who you all drop uh even though i'm not interested in like picking up an aaron Rodgers it's still like you yeah. know. I love
1: it. Yeah, I need to go and look. I feel like this is you've made like the least amount of moves this season than any other season. It's a uh, yeah, this
0: it's definitely more bench flexibility in my point. I'm like the the I'll, I'll be honest with everyone. My um borderline bench player right now is Amir White. Um I'm kind of holding on to him it is I I dedicate one spot to like pure keeper. Like you're not going to do anything this year and he's kind of my one spot like that. I am like super tempted cuz I have no flexibility. To do anything, Um, so he he might drop, but uh, I want to hold him for next year. Maybe I could trade him for twenty bucks in draft capital. Who knows? Maybe he'll be the new Josh Jacobs by then. It's you know the possibilities are so exciting. Uh, So you know, I love it. But we were talking about Ashley's team. So real quick about that. Yeah, uh, I I think um, running back situation is definitely super in her favor right now and uh looking back a couple weeks ago you know we had the very horrible Javante injury which just hurt everybody's heart and souls because we're all Javante Williams fans um and at that point I think you know on the pod we were talking about oh this potential weak spot you know we don't know about this uh, whole Ashley's lineup um since then you know Damian Pierce uh, has only had, you know, like the best workload share in the NFL down in Houston. You mentioned Stevenson. Um, Brian Robinson, you know, has come back from being shot in the leg to, you know, be decently awesome. I mean, Antonio Gibson had the big game this week, but, you know, he's still in there. And then your boy Pacheco uh, just killing it last week. So, yeah, running backs in in this environment, they're uh, going to take Ashley Seum a long way. It's definitely... The number one team, uh, I think by a little bit of uh, margin here, I might put Ashley's team on her own tier right now.
1: Uh, yeah, definitely uh, feels that way. looks that way. Like I said, the, uh, the eye opening stat for me was the 179 points over the last four weeks. Next closest team being a full 10 points before, below okay. that and a lot of us being about 15 points below that so um yeah definitely looking strong getting stronger i mean her worst score was uh, week two 141 points her next closest low score is 161 points which is what a lot of us are just wishing we would average so yeah definitely looking strong to uh, close out the season boomers
0: bunnies surfers next three weeks that's uh pretty much the best schedule you can ask for
1: I was checking to see if there's any way Ashley could have a better schedule. If she had uh, only, if she had my schedule, she'd be seven and zero. So, Damn. wow. Maybe she'd feel better that there's only one timeline where she ends up seven and zero, though, because I know she's still pretty crusty about that loss she took.
0: It always sucks. It's like, you know, and you, sometimes you don't even realize it because, you know, you might get that loss early in the season. You're just like, oh, it was inevitable one and one again. Um, and then, yeah, six weeks later, you're seven and one going like, damn it, I have a chance to go all the way. <laughs> that, one, mm-hmm. that one loss.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it right now. There's four schedules that you could have had where you'd be six and one. Damn,
0: the life.
1: Just to make things. Extra, extra bitter.
0: Well, we got to keep it exciting and exciting. It will be. Um, so we'll see, you know, um, we're getting to that part of the year where typically the the movement in the power rankings, again, you know, not much movement top or bottom. Maybe that stays solidified uh, as, as the end of the season goes on, but who knows Ashley could fall from grace uh, and maybe a, even a lowly, lowly team like the butthole surfers could surf their way up to some sort of victory. Um, it's all, super exciting and it's why we all do this uh it's not for the money it's not even for the bragging rights it's not even because we like football it's just you know the thrill of that playoff chase the hope and excitement of what could be and then making a trade that you'll regret for the rest of your life
1: well yeah sounds exciting
0: yeah, all right, Justin. Match of the week. Looking ahead, uh, a couple of weeks ago we had narwhals. Uh, we had Jana on the pod. Um, had some uh, good talk, good rival talk. Uh, she mentioned TGF being, uh, you know, potentially her rival there. So looked at the schedule this week. Saw they're matched up. I think that's a pretty good call for the match of the week. What are you thinking? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah, you know, but we've mentioned Eric's team a lot as, uh, you know, trying to kind of dig their way out of a, a slow start. But, um, you know, I mentioned earlier too, Narwhals, um, you know, it hasn't been great. Um, but you know, 155 points over the last three weeks looking pretty solid. Um, and Jan is one of the more savvy owners, so she can uh, definitely make it happen. Um, so yeah, this team's looking pretty closely matched, um, probably a little bit favored towards Eric. But um, yeah, you know, a lot of fun narratives here. You know, Jana mentioned while she was on the pod that she was mad, you know, because Eric had all the starters. She was waiting to go down so she could start her guys. Uh, looks like that came true with the uh, ETN, you know, is now getting the start. So getting the edge there, um, looking like DJ Moore um, may actually turn out to be a thing halfway through the season. And then, um, yeah, getting Gabe Davis back off of bye, and yeah, I think hoping for a lot more out of the Ravens. But uh, yeah, w- which way are you leaning for this one? This one's, uh,
0: I mean, it, Eric's team right now on ESPN is projected pretty high, um, you know, so it's, it's, it's a tough, close matchup. I think, you know, uh, Janna's team can definitely spike, and we've seen variation from both these teams, so it'll be super exciting. But, we, I mean, we mentioned, uh, you know, potential weakness in Janna's pillar. Um, Mark Andrew Andrews, even though he played last week, you know, he was injured the week before and is back on the injury report this week. So, um, you know, that's a, that's a huge blow. Um, you know, Mark Andrews, can you fill a, a Mark Andrews shape hole with a Travis Etienne? Um, you know, I, am not sure that that's totally possible. Um, but we'll see, here's the question for you though, uh, is which one of these teams do you think makes the, and I'll say the, the first one, cause I, I wouldn't be, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if. Both these teams made some blockbuster trades right before the trade deadline. Avid traders, both. Who makes the first blockbuster trade? Is it uh, Eric or Jana making their team better?
1: Um, man, I Jana really wants to trade. Um, Eric, you know he's. I think he's a lot more conservative with the trading. Um, but I will say that I messaged Jana this week to kind of get her temperature on some trades, and she straight up was just like, "I don't want a single person on your team." um so you know i don't know maybe gina is the more picky one
0: yeah it's tough to say i mean looking at eric's roster he'd made the trade uh, for higby earlier and aside from that i mean you might question our boy geno smith at at quarterback um but you know in this age of uh, crappy qbs and even streaming qbs it's like a a total shit show you'll take a, a pretty accurate game manager in geno smith so uh where are the holes in eric's team maybe he doesn't need to make those trades uh, we'll see we'll see
1: but yeah eric is uh you know he's killing it on the activation counter though he's at 108 activations just love setting and unsetting that lineup
0: gotta do it i mean especially with the week that you face ryan i feel like that's like 30 percent of the activations for the season right there just toying with ryan
1: yeah i'm also i'm finally looking at this right now you have only made more pickups than jim andrew and robert
0: yeah give me uh give me another bench spot and i'll I'll make more pickups
1: oof man i already already gave us four a couple years ago it was already (laughs) a huge mistake
0: uh, playing in the guillotine league with three bench spots makes you uh i don't know kind of play it toys with your mind it's like a bad acid trip you're like scarred for life uh i look at seven right now on our bench and i'm like oh this is comfort this is this is home this is life you know i don't i don't want to go back to those so smaller benches
1: i thought the guillotine league would have messed with my my head more but it's so easy to be in that league and see Jalen waddle hit the waiver wire and be like no man i don't want Jalen waddle <laughs> on my team like
0: yeah it does give you the ability to, uh, I guess, make a more start decisions for like that week. You're not really considering the season long. I guess since we're bringing up the Guillotine League, um, and I don't know, you could you could tell me because I'm not in there anymore, how many weeks you guys have left. It's only a few, right? How many of you are remaining? Four?
1: Uh, yeah, so three more weeks. Yeah um
0: so in three more weeks that league is going to be over we'll be in the second half of the season um and you know i think in chat there's some wacky league ideas going around so uh i don't know maybe in a week or two we should be looking at getting a second half league going um so if there's a particular wacky format that you want to play uh vampire or whatever bonkers shit you guys are seeing on tiktok these days uh let's let's do a second half league right
1: Yeah. We'll have to pick something that's going to be short and sweet and easy to run. Um, but yeah, we we can make it work.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, exciting times ahead. Um, I don't know, this is like the exciting part. It's the most frustrating part. The losses are going to start to hurt a lot more now. Um, but this is, I don't know, this is what we all, all do it for. So I know you're excited. I'm excited. I know Ashley's out there excited at six and one and rightfully so. Um, so yeah, any uh, any last words the league leave the league with? I can never say that correctly. <laughs>
1: uh yeah, you know don't don't be bad, just try to win, but don't try to win too hard because I want to win.
0: Yeah, um, I too would like to win. Um, I might be interested in trading for a running back, but um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I feel like a a very protective hen over a a gaggle of eggs and and little chicks that I just I look in their eyes I see so much potential this is this must be what being a parent feels is like Is it is it
1: the Justin Jefferson trade that scarred you?
0: That one yeah I mean that got me JT but um yeah that one like really hurt cuz I think like in my heart, heart I would much rather have a like lifelong wide receiver keeper in uh Justin Jefferson um even though, I mean, arguably Jonathan Taylor won me the championship that year, so it's it's really tough. But I mean, I had him; he was a Puma Skull for like a week, and he was gone. You know, no, yep. it hurts. It hurts. Um, but I think you know, some ancient uh, philosopher said about fantasy football: it's better to have traded and have lost the trade than to have never traded at all. That's fair. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, get it done. I'm excited to see what everyone does. Um, and yeah, Dak's out there if you're looking for a quarterback. Do you know, before we go, I'll leave us with this. Uh, I had a little chat with, with Ryan about potentially trading Dak. Um, and I think Ryan's exact words were, I don't know that Dak is any better than Tom Brady.
1: Well, love to hear it. Um I can tell you this, that Dak doesn't have um, a coven of witches cursing his every movement. So
0: Yeah, uh, I'd be
1: erring on that side.
0: I mean, the worst thing that happened to Dak are those direct TV commercials where like the real housewives are chasing him around. I mean, but like uh, Tom Brady's got some real shit going on (laughs) like in in the spectral realm, you know? Um, So I don't know. Maybe I'm overvaluing Dak, but if I'm not and you want him, come hit me up.
1: I mean, I don't, but yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. All right, well, fine, fine. Uh, We'll see how it goes. I'm excited to watch the waiver wire, the trades, and, of course, this weekend when football comes back. Uh, Until then, for the commissioner, this is Austin signing off. We'll see you in week eight. Set your lineups, talk some shit, and think about what you want to play for that second half league, and we'll see you next week on the Bono's Fantasy Football Podcast.
1: See ya. Yep. Nobody move, there's blood on the floor.